Look a talk. A brand new episode starts now. Welcome one, welcome everybody to another edition of the Look at Talk podcast. I'm your man, Victor, and guess what? This is a Halloween special. Thank you to everybody that's checked out all three episodes that have just dropped in a span of three days, you know what I'm saying? Closing out the Halloween special, podcasting out of Texas, hold down, diamonds off forever, bringing the diamonds to the Look at Talk is Donnie from the Diamond Lounge podcast. How you doing today, Donnie? Dang, let me tell you so. Everybody got rep- <laughs> from now on. I need that kind of intro. <laughs> I should have recorded that. <laughs> hey, you know what I'm saying? Hey, you know, I had to bring it, I had to bring it home because I appreciate you for coming on. So, how you doing today? I'm doing great. It's Saturday. It's a uh, in, in Houston, it's a beautiful Saturday. So I'm I'm doing great. Yes, it's a beautiful Saturday here in Florida, too, you know. So so talk, let's talk a little bit. Tell me about your podcast, the Diamond Lounge Podcast. All right. So, um, and actually, I'm going to give you all an exclusive <laughs> on your show first. I am going by my new moniker, D-Nice. Okay. <laughs> and the Diamond Lounge Podcast is really just a podcast to um, kind of connect with the community on just various topics, issues, whatever's going on, current events, old events, you know, relationships. stuff. I, I kept saying I was getting ready for relationships, but it's such a huge part of our community how could I so you know that's what it's about trying to open people's minds and lines of communication with the most important thing to me which is accountability first so I feel like we can't resolve or answer any problem we have without first and foremost taking accountability for ourselves Yes, that's real. That's definitely real. I feel you on the relationships thing. You try to get away from it, but you find yourself talking about it because it's always an imperative and it's always somebody who has a crazy opinion that you just got to say, no, you need to hear what I think. So I totally feel you on that. <laughs> yeah, I've been trying. I'm like, no, I've, I've been trying to scroll. Like, I ain't going to talk about it. I ain't going to touch it. I ain't God, dog, I got to say something. <laughs> so. And plus, you feel like you got to say something because you hear a lot of people saying things that just don't make any sense. Who are you telling? Like, like, yes, it just passed. And I'm like, really? I'm looking at people like really with the side eye. Like, are y'all really talking about this and going off on this situation? <sighs> Let me say something about it. So, yeah, all the time. <laughs> all the time, all the time. I feel you on that. So I see you a HBCU graduate of a Prairie View A&M. You, now you're the second person from Prairie View A&M I'd have had on Look and Talk. So I'll what? let you grab for your, yes. I had someone on, uh, I had a lady on a couple of episodes, like I think somewhere in the 120s, 130s. I had her on. She was Prairie View A&M. So tell a little about your HBCU. Well, first of all, obviously Prairie View produces productive people. <laughs> so... <laughs> That's why we that's why we get around everywhere. But um, no, I just love my HBCU. Um, it honestly, I knew I was that kid growing up watching a different world. So I knew I wanted to go to an HBCU because of, yes, a different world. I wanted that experience, especially um, the environment I grew up in. I don't I'm not going to say. Well, it started off very predominantly uh, white based, so to speak. But it became a very mixed culturally um environment which was cool and all but I just wanted that experience of like being around my people you know getting to know my heritage and I and all that and so I was like I'm going to an HBCU when it's time for me to go to college and I had plans of going out of state but the amount of state fees brought me right back home (laughs) and I was like it's a perfectly 
good college right up the street from me in Prairie View A&M, uh, Texas. And that's where I went. So it was uh, also one right here in Houston, but I went to Prairie View. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shout out to Texas Southern. So I feel you yes. on that. Um, but kind of my story, choosing FAMU, you know what I'm saying? It's like um, growing up in Florida, we heard the bands. My family took me to a couple of the games. It's like that environment was just crazy. And then I was going to go to Bethune-Cookman, but they were just way too, they were hella expensive. And then they had hella rules and curfews and stuff. So, of course, um, I reapplied to colleges and FAMU. I just fell in love with FAMU. And that's just, you know, that's just what it is. And you see us, we were on first take yesterday. You, you see us. We we productive. We, we everywhere. Look, I, res- I respect the Rattlers. I respect y'all. So I'm not... <laughs> No, no hate or shame. I mean, like I like I said, I love all HBCUs. So we out there doing big things. So So who's Prairie View's rival? Y'all big rivals. TSU. It's TSU. TSU. <laughs> my dad, honestly, my dad went to TSU. It's it's but yeah. Is it is those conversations awkward, you know what I'm saying? When y'all gotta look at each other. <laughs> Not at all, because honey, everyone knows you don't want to go up against me in a conversation. No, but but uh, my dad, he 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 he's so nonchalant. He really doesn't care like that. He's just like whatever. <laughs> so it doesn't get rowdy. Yeah, you know, on a couple of episodes ago, I actually had a Bethune Cookman Wildcat on here, and she, we had a good conversation. She didn't really give me a hard time about FAMU and stuff. She said she saw me wear my FAMU shirt. She said, "Oh, I should wear my Bethune Cookman shirt." I said, "Uh huh." <laughs> that's all I like I thought when you said oh okay it's homecoming season I'm like oh I felt bad I should wear my pre- uh, preview shirt because it is homecoming season and ours is next week um and I won't be celebrating it unfortunately but you know whatever no I feel your pain I totally feel your pain that's like my homecoming is going out all these events going on I'm like god damn y'all would have the most lit homecoming when I'm planning on not going my goodness right yes. no, they kind of canceled um a lot of our events, you know, because of COVID and stuff. So, because for Prairie View, would it be so, you know, in a, a smaller country town, like the main thing is to do things, it's uh, the parties and the tailgating and stuff there. And they kind of canceled a lot of that, you know, the school did because of COVID. So it's like, to me, I'm like, it's not, it's not going to be the same experience. So I was like, oh, I'll, I'm just going to go do something else. So I'll be in Galveston <laughs> doing something else that weekend I with the bikers. That. I definitely feel you. And plus, for me, I know if things go right, I might just wind up at the Florida Classic, you know what I'm saying? Because it's in Orlando, and it's only I'll drive away. And plus, yeah. You know, and plus, that'll be, that'll be our homecoming. That's like FAMU and Bethune's combined homecoming because you'll see none, all of us just packing out Orlando. And there you go. That's what I was like. I, I have plenty of time, but there'll be a, a bunch of other homecomings. I will go to every one of those. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, I'm waiting for everything to get back to normal, so... No, I feel you there. I'm definitely waiting for everything to get back to normal, damn self. And I, and I also said I want to go check out some HBCU homecomings as well. And I see y'all in football. Y'all doing y'all thing this year. We are, and I'm so proud of that. I'm. Thank you for mentioning. I don't don't know why I missed it because my cousin, my baby cousin, um, that I literally always used to claim as my baby, <laughs> but um, he is on that team and he's doing his thing. So shout outs to you, Jalen Howard. Um, I'm so proud of him. He is. I mean. He has goals, he has a vision, but he is out there doing his thing on um, that football team, and he is helping them get to where they are right now. So, hey, Jalen Howard. 
right, shout out to Lil Cuz. Continue to do your thing, Lil Cuz. Let's get back to your podcast. So what got you your start in podcast? What made you decide to create the Diamond Lounge podcast? That was essentially it. I really, um, I'm a talker. Everyone, if you know me, if you're around me, like I, that gets me off. I love a good conversation. <laughs> like, so um, I couldn't understand all the issues or conflicts that we were having in, um, like I said, in our community, society, whatever. Cause I, to me, I was like, well, it just comes down to our talking to one another and actually listening and not just talking to get my point across and say what I got to say, but like, okay, let me hear what you like. I don't know why people have such issue with maybe the other person might be right. Like hear them out, hear their points, see if it's valid and then go from there. Like that, to me, boggles my mind that people struggle with that because they just want to be right themselves. I love being right. Don't get me wrong. But I also like, let me, well, let me hear what you got to say. And if your points make sense and valid, I have no problem with saying, all right, you got me. I have nothing. <laughs> you got me. You're right. That's, that's makes all the sense in the world. Okay. I get what you're coming from. So that was my purpose of trying to create the diamond. Lounge. I'm like, look, just to show you can have different opinions with people and you can still have that open uh, dialogue conversation and even if at the end of it, you still don't agree with them, maybe 100%, maybe you understand where they're coming from. Like maybe you got just a little bit of understanding in that conversation and you were able to do it because you had a decent conversation and not just one where everyone's trying to talk over the other person and just, you know, arguing and yelling and, and nothing's getting resolved or hurt or anything like that. So that was my purpose of creating it. That's real. That's real. Did you have on a diamond necklace when you were coming up with a name or something? <laughs> no, it's just um, I've always been infatuated with the uh, the idea. I mean, for like my whole life, I've always been infatuated with the idea of diamonds. Diamonds are created from pressure. So the idea of that, um, for some reason, just always fascinated me. Like, oh, wow, from this level cold, this dirty, you know, looking unattractive level cold, something beautiful can come out of it because pressure was applied to it so I've taken that idea that concept with me and everything in life that's why I always try to look at the silver lining about everything in life like okay I'm going through these issues these trials tribulations what can I learn from though how can I grow from it what can I gain from it that's so that's always been my idea because I feel like a diamond can come out of any situation if you allow it to if you change your perspective so the diamond lounge was like intended, like I said, to have those kind of hard conversations that maybe apply pressure and something else came out of it. Something beautiful came out of it. So, wow, that is real. That is uh, that's a beautiful meaning to the name. You know what I'm saying? That is <laughs> that's really amazing right there. So what's something you wish you would have known about podcasting before you got started? How hard it is. <laughs> it's so, it's, it's it's very hard. It's very time consuming. Um, it, it requires a, a level of dedication and consistency that I ain't gonna lie. I haven't got that yet, y'all. I'm trying. Look, I've been on hiatus technically for a year now, almost. <laughs> so um, just because of that very, that very aspect, like it's just, it's very, it, it requires a lot of you, like from the being a creative, promoting it, developing it, editing, like every, you put on all these hats that you just didn't even think of prior to or you didn't think of how much it would entail and now it's like okay wait hold on okay I need to, I'm tired I need a break I need to regroup and so yeah I didn't really I didn't take that into consideration like the oh and the money financing it like buying equipment like freaking ring lights and um cameras and all that microphones like it's it's 
yeah, I didn't, I didn't think about all that. It was just kind of like, Hey, I want to talk to people. So let me do this. <laughs> let me have this podcast. No, I feel you on that. I totally feel you on that. But how did you go a year without podcasting? Like, I tried to go on a hiatus. The longest hiatus I ever did was like three months. And by the end of that second, in that second month, I was like, okay, I need to go ahead and find a way to get some episodes in. So I just, I just found myself releasing all the ones I had already recorded because I'm like, look, I need to come up with some fresh content. I'm seeing all these conversations. So how did you go a year without podcasting? Okay, so I didn't, it's not, I didn't go completely off the grid, but I would say I went like 90% off the grid from podcasting. So like, like just recently I started back recording some shows, but I'm not technically calling my podcast shows, but I mean, it is on my podcast, but um, I did that because like you said, I was getting that itch. I've been had that itch, but I was getting that itch. Like I need to record some things and do some things. So I I did a series with single uh, folks and then I just did wrapped up, um, two episodes with married couples, uh, well, married individuals. And that's kind of how I guess I've been like scratching that itch. Like throughout this year, I've been jumping on other people's podcasts and being a part of the conversation there, or, you know, just posting my thoughts or, or my, uh, my content on Instagram, just to be still like, I guess just kind of put my personality out there more so than just podcast, like just doing things that were fun. The things about podcasting that I enjoy. So I, I, I enjoy getting, cause I, it took me a while to podcast. I've been wanting to podcast for years, but it took me a while because I was like, okay, first of all, I have to get out of this shyness. I'm shy. I'm a shy individual. <laughs> okay. So people never believe that, but I'm very shy and very reserved. And I was like, how do I get out of this shell, this bubble? And I had to do some things to get me out of that. And so trying to keep that going is what's been scratching that itch. Like, okay, so now I keep doing things to get me out of my shyness bubble. Like when I post little videos of me, mumbling tunes or singing it's not because I think I'm a great singer I know I can't sing people but it's just because I literally do this for fun by myself and I laugh at myself when I'm like looking and thinking about how I sound <laughs> so I'm like okay this just makes me feel good so let me post it so doing stuff like that has what's been keeping me you know I guess engaged but still on the sideline so to speak no, I feel that and believe it or not I was once shy too. It's like, but thank God I went to college. I went to fam and that kind of got me on my shell. But in person, I may shy up if I don't know anybody in the room. That's when I'll shy up. But on the podcast, when it comes to having people on, having conversations, it's nothing now, you know what I'm saying? And thanks to podcasting. And also thanks to college, you know what I'm saying? Because you go to HBCU, they're going to break you out of your show, whether you like it or not, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> they're going to drag you. There'll be sometimes I will be sitting in class chilling, trying not to engage. Then they'll be like, hey, man, why are you so quiet, man? One, two, guarantees somebody's going to try to engage with you. That is true. Um, I just always avoid them, them people. <laughs> So I say I held on to my shyness quite for a very long time. But um, like I said, my desire to want to do this, because I like, like I get out of my shyness, like, like you said, I get out of my shyness when it comes to talking to people. I can have a, I can sit in front of anybody and have any kind of conversation whatsoever. And like, it's like, and I think that's why a lot of people struggle when I tell them I'm shy. They're like, shy where? Because talking with you, you don't see it because this is like my comfort zone. Like this, I love talking to people and I don't know it just something comes over me like oh conversation I get excited it's I'm, I'm good to go so that shyness kind of goes out the window and podcasting and also you know when I started doing it, I was like oh it's just, it's just having my conversations on a little bigger scale but 
this is still cool. Like, this is still my thing. So I still, whenever it's time for that camera to start or, you know, start recording, the same feeling of, okay, I'm comfortable again. Like, I'm in my zone comes over me. So it's like, it's just easy to do. No, I feel that. I totally feel that all the way. That's why, that's why I love, that's why I done fell in love with podcasts. And that's why I put out so many episodes because it's just, you fall in love with making new connections and talking to people in different states, you know, and also, you know, the people in different states and different places, they're going to show up for it and they're going to have a good conversation with you compared to the people that are local, you know what I'm saying? So you might have one or two local people that are good, but compared to talking to somebody else in another place, that's amazing. So I like I said, I totally feel you on the shyness. Um, thank God for podcasting because podcasting will really get you through some things. There, oh yes. It it is very therapeutic. I mean, it's very cathartic. Like I said, talking period to me is cathartic. So when you start to open up, you start to realize that like when you start to get real, real about it. And I think that's the best podcasts are the ones that are genuine and real. Like you start to realize how much healing can happen when you're doing this. And even if that wasn't your intent or your purpose, like it happened, like even the other night I was um, listening to like ladies there, how they were talking about, they were on Ringo, which is uh, we need to talk to these podcasts. And they were saying how the, the, the conversation started off about one thing or was supposed to be about one thing. And then all of a sudden they got, they, you know, emotions started coming over them. They started, they were crying, healing was like, and stuff was happening just because people were communicating and talking. Like that's all like talking is such a beautiful thing when it's done the right way open and honest that's such a beautiful thing so yes it is a beautiful thing and those two individuals have been on look at talking we've had some very good conversations with them as well <laughs> and it's like so i feel you on that circle of podcasts and i'm happy that we're finally getting the podcast together because you know what i'm saying all of us are on that same circle with podcasts we are members. i know and we have those we have those really good conversations, you know what I'm saying? And they and it'd be the ones you're not expecting them to be good. And they are really good and dynamic, you know what I'm saying? And then they and with podcasting, you're okay with being vulnerable with somebody you ain't never met with in person. I'm like, so like, these conversations are definitely needed. Very much so. And that is that is kind of a strange thing a little bit when you think about it, like you said. Sometimes it's easy to get comfortable with people states away you've never seen, you've never, you know, seen in person at least, but on this Instagram, social media, podcast, and whatever, it's like, hey, that's fam right there. Like it, it just breaks down all kind of walls and you just end up talking and you're like, you don't even know what you open it up about. Like, how why did how did we get here? And and why am I telling you this? But here I am, here we are talking about it. So it's awesome. Yes, that's real. That's that's definitely what happens. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Look Talk. The more you drink, the better we sound. So go ahead, pull it up if you haven't done so already. And if you got your diamonds, go ahead and throw your diamonds in the sky one time. We got the beautiful Donnie C, Miss D Nice over here holding it down from the Diamond Lounge podcast. So what do you think of the state of podcasts today? Do you think there are too many podcasts or more people need to start them? Or what do you think about all the podcasts that are out here today? I don't think it's, I mean, I don't think it's too many. I feel like it just is what it is. It's just that space. I've learned that in this world, there's never, there's no such thing as too many. It's finding your lane. So what are you doing it for? Are like I said, know your purpose and why you started a podcast or why you want to start a podcast and stay true to it. If it's a genuine purpose, you'll probably be successful at it. But if it's, even if you're not successful, but the purpose of it was genuine, you'll still be successful because you're still doing something that you love and enjoy. And it's going to be meaningful to somebody. Somebody's going to listen to your, your, your thing. I done had shows where only one person listened to. I was like, yes. <laughs> so 
somebody heard that episode because it was some diamonds dropped in my opinion on everything I say. So, um, but that doesn't deter me. That just keeps me going because I'm doing it for me. You know, like I said, it's my joy. Um, if it catches on and catches fire, that's great. I ain't gonna, I'm not gonna lie. I would love for that to happen because it's money. But if it doesn't, I'm gonna still keep it going because it still fulfills me in a way that is equally, if not more important than the money, you know, aspect of it all. So, yeah. No, I feel you on that. I feel you all the way on that. But I think it's like if podcasting became my new nine to five, that would be lovely and wonderful. You know what I'm saying? To where I ain't got to go to nobody's job and stress myself out, wear my body out and stuff. So I feel that, you know, but I'm also okay if it's not, if it doesn't come, you know what I'm saying? But that is an end goal, but I'd be okay the way because podcasting is just, you know what I'm saying? It became that mental release and also a way for me to make connections because, hey, if I take a vacation to your state, like, hey, what's happening? I'm in your state. Let's do this or something, you know? And that's why I look, because I'm like, okay, I like traveling. So I'm like, okay, if I can make these connections with people online and then, heck, let me, give me a reason to go to your state. And when I go to your state, let's hook up and do something. I don't, I, I love that possibility. And like you said, it opens those kind of doors, especially when you make genuine friendship family like connections with people and it allows you to do that so yeah that's that's I think that's another, not when well, I think but that is another reason why I took my hiatus like you said the whole you have one nine to five and then you come and realize dang this podcasting world is like another nine to five it's draining so yes if I could get to that space where this was just it this was my nine to five oh you would get that consistent every <laughs> show drop in all the time because that would be my new job that would be my life and I would be ecstatic and happy and you know and all kind of content so prayers up god you hear that <laughs> same here, prayers, prayers, up. prayers up for the both of us you know what i'm saying because let that be it yeah because i do want to get out of houston though because I, I don't know what you think because i be hearing people in texas like why y'all always coming out here you know what i'm saying but shit, i be saying the same thing about florida like okay niggas florida is crowded like why y'all coming here do you feel that way about texas? that's why Yes, because I'm like, wait a minute, hold up. People, I know people who are coming out here are are coming out here a lot because of you know the price of everything, property value, all kinds of like you can get a lot for your money. But guess what? All y'all people coming out here is making that change. And so we're getting a lot less now for our money than what we used to, you know, could get. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know what? We fool. Go back to where you came from or better, or just stay where you are. We are full. The prices are not better out here anymore. Y'all have jacked it up. Um, we are struggling just like y'all now. So leave us alone. Let us let us simmer down and come back to our own little bubble <laughs> and visit. Just visit us, but don't move out here. Yeah, yeah, I feel you that like that. And that's I live. And the thing is, I live in a tourist state, so I'm used to people just coming and leaving. But now these people want to just come and stay. I'm like, my goodness. I know Florida weather good, but come on now, y'all gonna drop up the price of everything. Exactly. That's why I'm like, I'm like, Texas weather ain't even good. We, our weather is bipolar. Okay. It's not fun. It's going to be hot as hell in the summer. You are going to be miserable. You don't get a winter. We get like a blip and it's like back to summer. So this, what, what do you want? There's nothing out here for you. Look, I'm going to talk down. It's nothing out here for you people. Stop coming here. <laughs> but I love my state, but it's nothing out here for anybody else. Hey, I listen 
I feel the same way about literally. I literally feel the same way about Florida. The only part of Florida you get winter is if you're in North Florida, like Tallahassee, Jacksonville, Pensacola, the top of the state. That's, that's, that's the only yeah. part of Florida you get winter. If you come anywhere like Orlando, Tampa, Miami, man, you might get a taste of winter and then it's back to being hot. Hot as hell. I'm for real. Like, it's just, oh, child. Like it's just too much. I, I'm, I will. People like, aren't you used to it? No, I'm born and raised in Texas, and I will never be used to our summers. It is too ridiculously hot. So I'm telling you, people, stop coming. <laughs> we burn it up in here. Man, listen, I'm telling all of my people out there. For you northern birds that love to come to Florida, um, it's hot, and also we gotta deal with every day in the news a Florida man this, a Florida woman that. Yes, y'all, you know what? At first, I was hearing about that. I was like, okay, I was here. It was like a joke. I think Charlemagne started it, or that's what I heard it from first. Like, you always hear some crazy stuff about Florida people. And I was like, okay, he being funny. But then I started paying attention. I was like, God, dog, was, what is in the water in Florida? They really doing some things out there. So, yes. And I'm just like, my goodness, it's just every freaking day a Florida man that's a Florida man that I'm like, shit, okay. Now y'all making all of us look bad. You know what I'm because I'm like, crazy. I ain't that crazy. Y'all making all of us look bad. All of us are taking heat because y'all dumbasses out here. So be glad. There you are. I about to say something happened. Am I back? Yeah, you back. You back. I see you. But okay. Man, sorry about the technical difficulties, y'all. This is liquor talk, man. But Florida people, oh my goodness. Be glad that you don't hear that about Texas. I don't hear, you know, because everyone I think is still so caught up in Texas. And, oh, y'all just ride horses. I'm like, you know what? Uh, okay, yeah, we ride horses. So we're not developed. Stop coming out here. Like, I don't even, I don't even try to dispute any bad stereotypes or, or visual ideas anyone has about because I'm like yep that's that's us don't come out here <laughs> that's it you think what what did 50 cents say everything you heard about it is true don't come out here <laughs> so. and you know what ain't no people are hard-headed right you can say that um you can say that all but people will still show up anyway because I'm like all this Florida man shit hadn't stopped y'all from coming down here at all no well you know what but, but truthfully though because y'all have something that I somewhat like think about, hmm, Florida, I could probably try it a little bit because I love, uh, I love the Caribbean. Like I love clear blue waters. We don't have that here in Texas. We have that Gulf and it's nasty looking water. Again, Texas, we don't have beaches. We have a nasty Gulf that is brown water that you don't, you can't trust it. You don't know what's out there. So ain't no reason to come out here, but Florida, Y'all got that pretty blue water, <laughs> that pretty, you know, coastline. So I can see the appeasement of why, oh, okay, let me go out there to Florida. Because sometimes, like, okay, I'm going to check. I, I might can stay here a little bit because just for that reason. But that's because I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a beach lover, so. Yeah, I know you're a beach lover, but the beach is expensive. And I'm just letting you know, the beach can be expensive now. <laughs> you're going you to keep trying to talk it down. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I looked at hotels at on Miami Beach and I was like, God damn, this is this how much it is for one night? My goodness. You're probably right. Last time I was in Florida, um, it was for my surgery. And but and I was I was off the beach 
Was it? I don't think it was expensive though. I don't know. It wasn't expensive to me. Yeah, it wasn't expensive. No, they got some. They got some spots, y'all. They got some spots, y'all. Can go to. Yeah, they got some spots, but 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 find them before other people get a hold of them. That is true. That is true. So, cause I think my like, I, well, you know what? It might not have been expensive because I think it was like a um a deal, kind of like, hey, cause you're having surgery here, we'll kind of look out for you a little bit on the pricing, kind of thing. Cause it was it was it was in a nice area. It was a nice hotel. Um, I wish I could remember the name of it, but like I said, it was just the beach. Well, it wasn't off the beach. It was like across on the other side. Like it was in walking distance, so it was right there. And I, cause I I literally walked there every day <laughs> until I had my surgery. So. Um, I would recommend it. People go to Florida, <laughs> not Texas. Of course, she sends them to my state. <laughs> no one I done told y'all not to come here. We I know I got to. I got to make sure they know that's that's the spot. Go there. <laughs> yeah, although I had a sibling go out to Texas and her ass was just in love with it. And um, oh, look at you. <laughs> She was she was advocating for the black businesses. She saw nothing but all the black businesses out there and stuff. I said, yeah, that's definitely true because you don't you see that some in Florida, but not not as much as you see it in Houston. Okay. <laughs> well, you know what else you see? Atlanta. How about this? Atlanta is the place where y'all to go. <laughs> that's why. Hold Get on. Get about Texas and Florida. Go to Atlanta. <laughs> That's true. That's true. And now the Atlanta people are going to be calling that hating on us because they're going to be like, we fall in Atlanta. They get, look, they have nice weather. They get all the seasons. Go to Atlanta, people. Plus, they got they got Magic City, too, fellas. So we'll go to Atlanta. Business is booming. Black people doing their thing. Atlanta is it. And fellas, the ratio for y'all, you can't lose. Atlanta, Atlanta, Atlanta. Although, okay, hold on. Now, now you're gonna make me go back to your state for a minute. No, like I just seen some. I was in, I was in one of these dating groups on Facebook, and I, I just seen some beautiful women in Texas. I'm like, maybe I need to fly out to Houston. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I don't know what to say with that. <laughs> Look, I, I will talk down on that. Um, we all right out here, I guess. <laughs> but, but still, head somewhere else. California. There you go. <laughs> oh, yeah. California is expensive as hell. But yeah, Cal- and especially Matt, but shit, California does sound good because I went to LA one time. It, it's nice, but the only part I didn't like about it was there was traffic every freaking day we were out there. See? Well, hey, we have worse traffic here. So, and no, no nice weather. So, California or Atlanta? There you go. I'm gonna I'm I'm find a place for you outside of Texas. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wait, are you saying Houston traffic worse than LA traffic? Houston traffic. Well, you know, look, it's hard to gauge right now because everything since COVID, nothing has been has gotten back to how it was. Um, Pre-COVID, Houston traffic was horrendous. Like, oh my god, <laughs> it was ridiculous. Um, after COVID, it's honestly it's. I don't want to say this because I don't want you to keep coming. It's been a little bit bearable since COVID. I don't know if, because, you know, but, well, I do know why, because people, you know, still ain't, aren't working. But I'm telling y'all, as soon as people get back to their jobs and with all this influx of people we have coming here, 
the traffic is going to go right back to where it was, if not tenfold, because it is, it is just trash. It, I mean, like they keep trying to expand the highways. It's like, look, this ain't nowhere else to go. They can't, they can't make it any wider. So it just is what it is. So y'all, yes, Houston traffic is horrible. No, I feel you on the expand the highways. I just saw them um, release a project that's going to take 10 years to finish. I'm like, how's it going to take 10 years to expand a damn highway? My goodness. I- Look, I can believe it because they always working on something. They're, every it's always somehow they getting expanded out here, and that's all. Like, it's stop coming out here. Ain't nothing out here for y'all. Okay, traffic, bad weather, maybe attractive females. <laughs> like, stop coming. Inflated property values. Stop coming out here. Bottom line, y'all, stop going to Texas and Florida if y'all y'all listening to this. You heard it here via Diamond Lounge and Look and Talk. Stop coming to our states. Go to California or go to Atlanta or hell. Yeah. Go Both that Southern hospitality you heard. We we not doing that anymore. Okay. <laughs> Damn, she said ain't no more Southern hospitality. <laughs> we over that. Okay. We about to start we about, we about, we about to start getting real like northeast out here. How, how New Yorkers treat y'all? That's how we treat y'all. Oh, and by oh, that's a bad thing about Florida. Oh, you just gave me something bad about Florida. A lot of retired New Yorkers come to Florida. You know what? I, I this is the thing though. A lot of people, because I and I've been getting this lately. I've been hearing that a lot of people say, "Oh, they can't." Uh, when they come down here, like people out here are so rude and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, in my head, I be thinking to myself, "That's because you ain't the person you bumped into wasn't really from out here." It was probably somebody, a transplant from somewhere else, more than likely, because people that were born and raised out here are, I ain't, never mind, we rude, <laughs> but we got a lot of influx from outsiders who bring that that energy and that personality of being, um, like I said, not friendly, not hospitable, you know, don't, and so that is, it's, it's growing, it's growing. Yes, yes, it is. It definitely is growing in both both places because you got a lot of people that are not from here coming down here. And now they bring their unfriendly asses to our state, our states. It's so crazy. Because, oh. <laughs> like I said, I, normally we used to be very like, and I was because I was one of those people. I was one of those people. I would, like I said, I like I like to talk. Um, that's my fa- that's a family trait. Me and my, if you ever met anyone in my family. I promise you, you will feel like I've been knowing these people forever because that's how we treat everybody. Everybody, as soon as you come around, you family, you get treated just like family. We talk about you. We talk with you. We laugh with you. It's, it's all fun and games. There is no there is no such thing as a stranger when you're around us. Is what it is. Okay, this is it. Hey, hey cousin Pete. <laughs> like everyone, it's just, it's just instant family. So, um, I was that person that would strike a conversation in the grocery store with somebody in line just randomly like, hey, because because that's just normal to me. That's natural to me. I don't see why. Why wouldn't I? I don't I, you know, like what's wrong with that? But there are people that don't like that. that. And most of those people did not. They're not again. They're not from here, but they're here now. Basically, that's basically what it is. I feel you on the striking up a conversation. And I do the same thing if I see, especially if I see somebody pretty and of my skin color, can't lie, you know what I'm saying? Or we, we don't have that conversation. <laughs> like, for real, like, hello. Hey, handsome. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> it's not a problem. Y'all heard it here. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Look and Talk. The more you drink, the better we sound. Y'all can stop coming to our states once again, but let's get into some other things. Now, 
I had a conversation with the fellas about the about um about hair care in the last product in the last podcast. So tell, from a woman's perspective, for the men to understand, is it really hard for y'all to maintain y'all hair? Because some men they act like they can't give women compliments, and I'm like, nigga, if, you if I see a woman looking good and she got her hair done looking good, she getting this compliment out of me. Yes, it is hard. I mean, like for real, just point blank period, nat- especially, okay, natural hair, but even not, it's just hard. Like it takes a lot of effort. It takes a lot. And then like here in Houston, it's human as, it's human as ever out, out there, right? So if you, like whenever I had my hair straight, when I was getting perms, or even like now, you know, if I blow it out, whatever, that humidity eats it right up. So all that time, all that money, to go out and be cute and fly and fabulous was out the window because it's just like, it's gone. So y'all don't take that kind of stuff into consideration. I think a lot of times when it comes to black hair hair, like, you know, I wear wigs now because I got into them as literally a protective thing. Like when I was, when I would grow my hair out, you know, being natural, it was like, dang, what can I do? Okay, wigs and weaves. And that's how I got into them. And so Right now, I'm going through my growth phase. I'm trying my best not to, because I, I like fades. I like being either all the way gone or I like having hair that I can put in a ponytail real quick. So I'm trying to grow it out. And, you know, you mean, y'all be like, oh, y'all like women with hair. Well, look, it's a phase to get into there, okay? <laughs> so well, I'm trying to grow it out to avoid that, you know, that urge to cut because I don't, I don't care myself for this phase I'm in right now. It's like, okay, well, you know what? These wigs about to come in handy and... Until I can, you know, do something else, something different, that's what I'm doing. I'm wearing wigs. But y'all don't, like I said, y'all don't take those kind of things into consideration. It seems like y'all are too focused. It, it kind of seems a very, it, it can be very superficial in a way. And I and I say that because I used to try to understand where I was coming from because, like I said, I, I used to not be into wigs, weeds and wigs. But now, like, you know, it's more to it than what y'all are, I guess, just looking at. And so, no. I don't get over it. Yes, I, I definitely agree. It's good to hear from a woman's perspective because on the guys only on the men's only run, we both talked about that. We said how hard it is for y'all. And plus it's a lot of products y'all gotta buy and stuff. And y'all gotta invest with it. And then some days y'all gotta spend your whole entire day at the salon just getting it done. Or if you're getting braided, you spend the whole entire day. And the least y'all could do is give a damn compliment if the hair look good, you know what I'm saying? Even if it's a style you don't like, you know what I'm saying? Because it may not may not look good to you, but it look good to me. Shit, give a sister a compliment. But that's that to me is like kind of telling of where we are. Like, why, why is that such a hard thing to do, period? Like, why do men or why have some men, I don't want to say all men, because I still get compliments, but why do some men find it such a struggle to just compliment a woman? Like, what are you losing in doing that, like, for real? If it looks um, good. I think I think what it is is some of them, they have PTSD from complimenting a woman and that woman not really embracing it or just being treating them like a friend, all, oh, you nice boy or whatever, not really embracing that compliment. So some men, they just got to let that hurt go and just give a damn woman a compliment. So y'all wrapped up, and that, I guess, again, that's why I don't understand. I compliment people all the time, men and women. If I see something that looks good, girl, that's cute. That That's cute on you. Oh, you fine. Like I have no problem with giving a compliment because it means it's just me acknowledging I see something that looks good. So as a guy, 
Well, you handsome. Hey, you look nice. Got, got the edge up. I, it's nothing because it's just, hey, you look good. Are you doing something good? Let me let you know that. Why it takes nothing from it because I'm not looking to gain something back from it. And I think that's where people are going wrong. That's why, you know, you struggle with confidence because like you said, you got PTSD because you gave someone confidence who didn't do, you know, I, I don't know what you want them to do with it. But maybe you're, again, accountability. Check where your confidence was coming from. Well, you know, check yourself. Like if your space, if you are just genuinely giving compliments just to be nice or acknowledge someone that you see something that you see that is good, it doesn't matter the other person's reaction, you know, or how they, you know, if they fed into it or whatever. It was just, it rolls off your back. Like I literally passed people like, girl, you look good, keep it moving. Oh, you look nice, keep it moving. Oh, that's cute, keep it moving. Like, cause it wasn't, it wasn't to get something out of it. It was really just acknowledge, hey, I see something that looks good. What's up? And keep it moving. That's real. Now, what do you do if that person decides to strike up a conversation from it? You know, does have you had that happen? Well, then that just depends on who that person is, and <laughs> like, let me see, and what kind of time I have. If it's a, if it's a, um, I'm all the way straight. But if I'm complimenting a woman and she happens to strike a conversation from it, and I'm cool and I got time, okay, girl, what's up? Like, like I, like I said, I like talk, so that's not a problem. If it's a man and he's looking like he might be looking. <laughs> I'm gonna make I'm gonna make time for him. Hello, how are you? What's up? Like it's you know it may that might not have been my tactic, but if it something came from it again, it's coming from something genuine because that was not my that might not have been my mission. I might have it try to comment you just to get see what see what kind of attention I got, and if it worked, it worked. But for the most part, it really was just like okay, let's let's just go with it. Let's see what happens. I feel you. I feel. I feel you. You know what I'm saying. So, bottom line, y'all, fellas, give these women compliments. You know what I'm saying. Give them their roses for their hair because that hair is hard work. Especially, like I said, I don't have kids. You know what I'm saying. So, I can only imagine what the single dads go through if they have daughters. You know what I'm saying. Having to take care of their girl, their little girl's hair. So, give a sister a compliment. You know what I'm saying. Because they go through some hard work to get that hair done. You have no idea, but yes. Please stop, stop being stingy. Like, stop being like that. Just stop it. <laughs> Please do. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Liquor Talk. The more you drink, the better we sound. Oh, let's get into some dating. Um, So is dating today nothing but uh, like in the theme of Halloween trick or treat? You know what I'm saying? Because I kind of feel like it is. And sometimes I think the problem with today's generation is there's a lot of people who are still recovering from getting tricked. And and don't and not want to give out the treats. So, as a single lady in today's dating game, I have to say it is full of tricks. Very few treats, <laughs> but and I say that because it's you know I I always tell people I'm like y'all y'all have kind of turned dating into a prostitution ring, um, and that's not what's up. Um, the whole idea that oh I don't know what this generation of men um have gone through that has them thinking well if i take a woman out i'm supposed to get some afterwards um at least by the second third day like who told you that like why where is this coming from date like no that's not how this works um i'm sorry but even on, on the flip side women that feel like yeah um so i'm gonna get if i give him this he better give me well first of all that 40 i don't know who put four dollars on your cat like <laughs> 
that's a very low price limit to put on you. But anyway, but still just the thought that if I, I if I give him this, he better give me 40 or or I'm not giving him this until he give me. It's just it's just weird. It's a weird kind of space to me. I'm like, no, I don't want to be in it. I'm not supposed to be part of this. So if I got to be single, I got to be single because I, I'm not joining this prostitution you got going on. Yeah, and also, and I feel you, this single man definitely feels you because it's like, it's definitely a lot of tricks and stuff. And, uh, and it's also a lot of people seeing your potential and it's something they're not used to and they're being uncomfortable by it. I'm like, seriously? Are, are these men out here just this damn sorry you run into one that's decent and this is how you treat them? My goodness, what the hell? It goes, but again, because, you know, I'm 40, it goes, it, it's just weird. And like, cause you, all my life, I've, you know, you've always heard, oh, well, you know, people mature, men mature, men, you know, people with age and all that kind of stuff. So you sit here and you think, well, okay, so when I, by the time I get to this age, I won't be having to deal with these kind of things. And then you get to that age and you're like, wait, dang, I'm still dealing with these kind of things. <laughs> why, why am I still going through this? Why am I still having these conversations? Why am I still having to, you know, educate you on how to treat a woman or how to, like, you know what? And no, yeah, educate you on how to treat a woman. Cause I do understand you do kind of have to learn everybody as you go along because everyone's different. I do understand that, but it's certain basic, just basic human things. It's like, that, that doesn't, that shouldn't change from person to person. You know, like I, I shouldn't have to keep teaching every new person to say, you know, or not every, but I shouldn't have to keep teaching people, Hey, you know, be consistent with your, with your efforts for somebody. Like, is that, I mean, maybe that's me. Is that not a basic trait? I, I would think like in human interaction, consistency is what people look for. Um, that's what lets them know you're genuine or not, or where you're, how you feeling or, you know, where this is going. It's that consistency factor. I don't know. Consistency just- definitely should be a basic. You would think it definitely should be a basic factor. You're definitely not lying there. So okay. So yeah. Think- you would think that, but uh, not a lot of people do that. It's just sometimes I feel like people will find one wrong thing about you, and then all of a sudden they'll fall back. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, seriously? And that's what I'm saying. Like, that's the part I struggle with. Like, that's weird to me. Like, okay, we don't, so we ain't, we ain't gonna talk about this. Like, you ain't gonna tell me, or I don't get any, there's no passes at all. Like, you know, because there's things about you I look past, but I don't, I don't get passes. Like, it's just weird. Yeah, I found that weird too. I'm like, seriously? You know what I'm saying? Um, we done gone on two dates, both of the dates. We done stayed out. We done talked. We just st- talked in the car for hours, hours of conversation. This is it? You can't, you know, it's like, my goodness. It's like, uh, it's supposed to be, you're supposed to help somebody work for you. But I guess people would rather be on this damn merry-go-round of dating, getting to know somebody all over again, rather than not just sticking out with one person and working things out, which is, I find it's crazy. But I do have hope thanks to a podcast I recently did, The Ultimate Date Night, you know what I'm saying, where we talked to two married couples and they they went through some things and it's just so, kind of give me a little hope, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, very good. And that's why I, 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 I just, on my show last night, I said, I'm like, I don't want to be around any married couple that hates being married, that hates, <laughs> I don't want to be around any married couple that doesn't like their spouse, but point blank and period. If you don't like your, okay, whatever you have to say, I don't want to be around you because you chose that person. And if y'all aren't working, like, how do you not like that person now, you know, after you chose them, you chose to sell down with them, you chose, you saw the red flag, you saw what was going on with them, you still chose them. So 
for you to be sitting here now acting like you don't like your spouse, you going home is a, is a chore for you. Like, oh, I don't want to go home. Like, I'm not, you're constantly always trying to get away from your spouse. That's odd to me. I don't want to be around that. I don't, your energy and what you're putting out there, I don't want to learn from. Let me find the married couples. I'm not saying anyone's goal, their marriage is my, you know, goal, but that, that married couple that actually likes each other, I want to be around your energy because that's, that's, that's what I want. I want to like my spouse. I want to have fun with my spouse. I want to grow. I want to go through things with my spouse. Yeah. I want to fight with you. Cause I mean, I don't say want like, Oh, I just looking forward to the fight, but I know what's going to happen because we're human, but I also want to look forward to the making up with you getting passes, reconciling, you know, like that's what I'm looking forward to. So I want to be around them kind of married couples that show yeah, that they yeah. can do that. I ain't gonna lie. I feel like the ones that they do love each other, they genuinely love each other. They not to, they have a podcast, you know what I'm saying? And I talked to two of them the other day. So shout out to those two. Shout out to Married in the Crazy, holding it down in California, and shout out to the unprofessional opinion. You may know them. Yes, I just thought that I just had Millie on last night. <laughs> Yes, I, I had them on the previous night, so shout out to them too, you know what I'm saying? So, want to be around them. Now, sticking with dating, do you feel like our, our parents, the parents, our parents and the baby boomers kind of failed us in aspect and teaching us how to date and stuff, or do you feel like yes. they did, or you know what, you ain't right, you, you ain't even going, you, I have to agree with you, yes. Yeah, I mean, I say yes, because it was too unrealistic. It was too much stuff that was hidden um, in a, it's this none of your business or, you know, you'll even know about that or you'll, you'll learn about it when you get there. It was too much of that going on, I feel like, in the previous generations, you know. Um, again, this, I, I did talk about this last night because I was like, I so appreciate, you know, I had a grandmother that, you know, as she, as we got older and, you know, whatever, she just, we could talk to her about anything and she was open and honest about everything. So, you know, her past, what happened, what she went through, who she was, all of that kind of stuff. And it was like, okay, me, mom, I see how you was out there in them streets. <laughs> like, um, that's what's up. Um, okay. I see how your relationships were going. All right. I, I kind of have an understanding now, but they growing up though, you didn't have a lot of those conversations. So it was really just observation of what you think you're seeing as a child and all that kind of stuff. Like my parents are still together. They are whatever, but it's still, again, just outside looking in kind of window of what you think you're seeing and what you think, you know, or what you have heard, you know, as opposed to someone just being like, Hey, so this is, this is what happens. This is how it is. You know, that just doesn't happen or it wasn't happening at least. And I feel like that, you know, kind of messed a lot of us up because it either set you up for having the idea that you know marriage is supposed to be this fairy tale where nothing goes wrong or it sets you up with the idea of you know especially if you had that, that family that was just together just to stay together marriage sucks marriage is horrible these people were visible together but they just stayed together and this is what marriage is I don't want it you know as opposed to like I said just having that conversation of what is going on yeah, it definitely was, you know what I'm saying? And like I said, you're blessed that you got to see this two-parent household, you know. Unfortunately, I had this single mother who is like, she did the best she could. I had to forgive her for a lot. She did the best she could. But it's like, you prepared me on the end of things, what to do as a man. But yet, you didn't really tell me what the hell to look for in these women, what red flags I should be looking for. And unfortunately, a lot of that, it says you taught me how to be this good man and stuff, having me think, if I do this, this, and that, it'll get me with a woman. But in reality, 
these women out here want the men that are sorry. I'm like, what the hell? No, see, oh my God. So we, we touched on that. I, I, you're not alone. Um, that apparently is a real thing. Um, because I asked that question to, you know, I told you like that little, that little mm. episode I did with single men. I asked that question and they, they said, no, the men on that show said, no one is, no one was teaching them or said to them, Hey, this is how women should treat you. This is how a woman should be with you. Like, and I'm like, that's crazy to me. Like, why, why are we not telling people that? Like, that's like, why are we not passing that on? Not, and I, I don't mean like saying, Hey, this is exactly how if they don't do exactly this but i mean giving people a general idea of hey what you should be looking for what to expect what's okay what's not okay um for both boys and girls young men young women like going like going through this stuff like why is that not happening more and more as opposed to it's just not happening at all kind of thing it's not it's like because i guess when you had a single mother who just got bitter with men it's just it's like she just started instilling things that she couldn't find in that man into you and focus more on that instead of focus on hey let me help my son not avoid these things you know what i'm saying but our parents some of our parents were young you know son said they had to do some growing up themselves and also, I will say that some men around, like, men, y'all need to be getting on your sons, too, you know what I'm saying? Like, and male mentors, get on your sons, like, hey, this is what you need to look for for a young woman. It's just a lot of us who just talk to what to do and what to prepare. No one, like, no one really set us down, like, hey, this is what you need to expect of a woman, you know? So you didn't start learning that until you got older. And that's why I say I feel like that, that's kind of unfortunate. Um like that dialogue is just not happening. I know, at least I feel like, I think for the most part with men, the conversation y'all get is just about sex. I get it. Just get out there and get it. <laughs> like that's, that's it. And that's your only relationship. It seems like, I could be wrong, fellas, tell yeah. me if I'm wrong. But no. it seems like that's your only relationship conversation is going, at, going out there and get some. <laughs> <laughs> and because it's probably because we had we were interacting with our home we had to learn that from our homeboys and stuff who were always bragging about oh let me go get this ass right here you know what i'm saying we didn't have that strong male figure that was like hey this is what you need to do and this this that they didn't fully break it down to us you know what i'm saying i didn't get that until i sat down with a therapist when i was at famu who was like who's always telling me these things and stuff so i'll give a shout out to him because that's when that's when it came to me about what to do and stuff and even even also when i met my sister like um after i graduated she started putting me on games and things to do so i feel like if we if i do ever have a son or a daughter it's like right now i don't, I don't have any kids but if i ever have that i will try to do my best to put them on games so that way they don't struggle like i did you know yeah that's how it should be um because like i know my like right now my daughter is getting to the age where it's coming. <laughs> and so um, I know we're going to have to start having those conversations. And I, you know, so I try to start opening that door with her to be comfortable just by asking, like, you know, what's going on? What's going on at school? Like any boys, anybody, you know, catching your eye or your attention or, you know, what you thinking about just to, just to get, to build that comfort level with her to have these discussions, you know? And I say that because unfortunately she is experiencing me as a single as a single mom. And I feel like that is in a lot of ways, it can be a disservice to her because I'm like, oh, you don't know. I, I'm not giving you that example of what a relationship should look like or be, you know, a healthy one at least. And 
still all I can think of is hopefully you'll come and talk to me about it. You know, I'm gonna be as open as honest as I can, respectfully, of course. But I mean, still, I'm gonna be open and honest with so I just I just want her to have that that foundation of being comfortable saying, I can go talk to my mom about it. Yeah, and listen, and that's what they need, you know what I'm saying? That's what they need, that's what the kids need. They need that parent that they can just like come to and stuff no matter what, you know what I'm saying? So it's like I told my mom this all the time. It's like I had to forgive you for years because it's like I can I never felt like I could approach you about a woman and stuff. And if if I did, I'd ha- I'd hear 50 million things about what I did wrong instead of hearing what she did wrong, what you shouldn't have to settle for. And that's why I say thank God for my little sister because Anytime a woman does it wrong, she ready to fight him. She ready to throw hands with him. You know what I'm saying? And it's just, you know what I'm saying? And she's always, she knows what to say to, to pick me up and to uplift me. So, like I said, so to all my fellas out there, if you also have that one good, one good woman friend, or if you don't have that sibling, there's always that person in your corner who, who's just friend that they'll uplift you too. You know? Very true. So it's about your circle, people. Get your circle together and yes. get you make sure you have a better. Uh, a big accountability circle of friends like not people that just go with the flow and let you do whatever and don't tell you you're wrong or like no people actually want to see you do better and i mean in every aspect like have people that want to see you elevate in relationship and value that happy around you that want to see you elevate in your career and value that happy that wants you elevate in, you know in your spiritual life like have people around you that actually want to see you grow and do better and that's to me the main uh takeaway that I would take in life like I, I hope I have a better group of friends <laughs> I hope my daughter has a better group of friends that you know elevate her in those kind of ways or push her to be better in those kind of ways as opposed to those that take come on girl let's be in these streets to be ratchet and <laughs> just you know running amok and running over men and all you know not holding ourselves accountable for anything that happens to, like I hope that's not that's not her circle yeah I hope her circle isn't the ones that will see see her homegirl with a decent man and be like, nah, girl, you know what I'm saying? You don't want him. I'm like, seriously? You know but saying? see, okay, I'm glad, you, I'm glad you brought that back. So, because I think that's a misconception men have. Y'all really think us women out here want to be dogged out by these men? No, we don't think that. We just think that some of y'all, y'all just make the wrong choice and y'all get dogged out. Okay, because I mean, I, I always tell people like, y'all have to understand, it's not that a woman... Let me, I'll, I'll speak, I don't like speaking for women, but for me, myself, I don't go after the man that I'm like, oh, I see him. I see how he doing his uh, girl bad. That's who I want. Yes. Treat me like that. <laughs> Dog me out. That's who I want. No. Women, I, again, because I hate talking about all women. I go for the man that, um, one, had the confidence to approach me. A lot of men nowadays, y'all, that's like a lost art. For whatever reason, y'all have lost the confidence to say, hey, let me try to talk to this woman. And that is not attractive. That is so, oh, that's so not attractive to have a man that's like, I've been rejected. So I just not like that is so unattractive. But guess what? You know who does, who has that confidence? F-boys. F-boys have, have that have They do not care about rejection whatsoever. They will go from this woman to the next woman to the next woman until one of them women give them a chance they will approach that confidence level is sexy that's why they get picked chose or you know whatever and then the 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 spontaneity of it all like they're fun women like to have fun i like to have fun i like to laugh i like to you know 
I'm a very goofy individual. I like to take, take care of business, but I like at the end of the day, I'm going to be able to laugh and relax with you. F boys, they give you that. But whatever, I don't know what God put in them or the devil. I don't know. But they give you that level of, okay, excitement, fun, confidence. That's their, their attractive qualities that get women in. The good guys, so the guys that usually you know call themselves good guys, they don't approach. They, 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 you know, they feel like just being there is just enough. Like they don't want to have fun. They don't have that kind of you know outgoing person. Like this, it's like I'm just here and that's it. And that should be enough. I'm here. I'm, I'm willing to, I guess, be a provider if that's what you're looking for. And that should be enough. That should qualify me as a good guy. That's why you should want me and should want to be with me. And that's it. Yeah, to that, I, I get that. I get all of that. You know what I'm saying? You, draw, you definitely drop some major keys, but sometimes the good man will do all the fun things, will try to do all the fun things, but guess what? If a woman is still hung up over her ex or a fuckboy she see, she's going to choose him. And that's where a lot of men get frustrated at because it's like, God damn, I done did all this and she's still hung up over him. You know what I'm saying? So who are you picking though? Some of them to them too, you know. I mean, I'm just saying, like, who, what woman are you picking? I, I, Sometimes we pick the women that are being consistent with us, or we think are being consistent in a good way. We'll try to pick those, but like, like okay, for example, I, I I was in a group once, and this guy was telling talking about how because he was complaining about this is why men don't do these things, and he so he was giving his story of how he had opened the door for a woman because because she was a she, she looked attractive, so he he was he wanted to take his shot. So he opened the door for her, you know, whatever, open, and she didn't say anything. She didn't say thank you. She didn't say anything. But guess what he did? He still tried to talk to her. Off the bat, she was showing you rudeness <laughs> and showing you her, her personality off the bat. But you still said, I want to talk to her. So then he, he tried to do her in the store. And she was being short with him and couldn't like she she had no interest. And so she was being given a stank attitude. And so he finally let it go. And so that's what he brought. He brought that story like, see, this is why men don't like to be, you know, a nice a man can be or approach you nicely and respectfully. And this is like, OK, sir, she showed you who she was the first second you tried to give her a nice gesture. You kept approaching that woman. At some point, take accountability for who you are choosing to give your energy to consistently. Like, why did you keep pursuing her? But he didn't want to hear that. He actually got mad at us for even pointing that out. So that's why I say, I feel like it's that lack of accountability of, hey, sometimes you need to check and who are you checking for as a man? That's real. That's definitely real. You know what I'm saying? And I want to say the same thing to all the women out there who be crying about, oh, these niggas ain't shit. These niggas ain't this. Who the hell right. are you choosing? So, no, I totally right. feel you on that because I made that same mistake years ago. So it took me that if I see even one sign that you ain't into me, I need to go ahead and cut it off and find somebody that is because what that person you're trying to pursue ain't going to do, somebody else will. You know what I'm saying? You just never know where they at. So at the end of the day, people, you got to stop bashing women or stop saying niggas ain't shit and women ain't shit. You got to look at who the hell you choosing at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? You. Because... Cause you can't you can't be like that all the time. So never know. There's that's hope for single people out here. There's there's still some hope out there. Always because there are good single people out here. I'm one of them. I think would you say you're one of them? <laughs> Hell yeah, shit. I'm like, so, 
Shit, it's like, and you know what's funny is all the damn podcasts I do and tell me one thing. I'm like, damn, all these damn single people I'm doing podcasts with, I just need to get out of Florida. Shit. <laughs> That's why I'm like, look, if I if I want to live somewhere else, I might I might find my husband. <laughs> I just I don't want to leave Texas. I don't know. I'm stuck yeah. here. You know, um, I mean, <laughs> I, I'm not necessarily stuck in Florida, but it, it seems like that. But hey, things change. You know what I'm saying? That's why you got to take it day by day. You know what I'm saying? So you never know what could change. Like, something could happen. Never know. That is that is very much so true. I, I, I used to always be adamant that I would never do long distance dating. And then, and I, I mean, for real, like I would, you know, you like people, because I, I like to travel by myself. And people always assume, oh, you like to travel because you're trying to do, like, no, I have no desire to meet anybody when I travel because I don't do long distance. So I meet you out of state somewhere or out of the country somewhere, I'm going to do with you. But as adamant as I was, I was so against that. Just recently, I said, hey, this might be fun. Let me see what's up. <laughs> Let me see what's up. And so, you know, I'm, I'm being open to things and seeing what's happening. Yeah. I'm going to try to open back up to things, but it's like, when you say that, but then somebody comes along that just fucks, fucks it up. I'm like, you know what? Yuck. But they, you're right. But it's like, that can happen. That, heck, that's been happening here in, in front of me forever. So it's like, I don't, I've never been like, even on, online dating, I don't have anything negative to say because I know several, I know several people that got married from online dating and have been in long lasting, happy marriages. Like, two of them going over on a decade now, you know, like, yeah, over a decade. Like I know a lot, I know several couples that met, met online and all that kind of stuff. So you can find that same love online that you find in, in person. So I like go for it. Like, I'm just, I'm just at that space now. I'm like, okay, let me get outside of my box and my comfort zone um, and see what might be out there for me. I agree with you. You know, so I'm slowly getting test space as well. You know what I'm saying? Because now I'm like, shit. I'm I'm open to coming somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Because I haven't left Florida in a little minute, so it's like I'm down to travel. So I totally feel you. Like, look, get me on a flight somewhere. I'll come to you. You know, it's no problem. I'll, I'll feel you there. I definitely feel. We'll you. Work out the logistics later. <laughs> like, we'll we'll out. work out the logistics later. And if I feel like there's a real vibe there, I'll be like, hey. I might just slide you my resume. Hey, look, can you help me find a job? You know what I'm saying? I could get in here and nail this interview. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and that's what's up. That's all like, look, it's going to work out. Yeah, that's what we say. It's going to work out. It's going to work out for both of us. You know what I'm saying? So so tell the people, why do people need to subscribe and tap in with you with the Diamond Lounge podcast? Well, they need to subscribe because when we come back, because <laughs> it, it is actually me and my co-host, um, Scrap. But when we come back, we are coming back full force, um, not playing any games. We are touching all topics. We are linking up with all podcasters. Um, it's just, we're going to have a dope vibe when we come back. Um, we pretty much already kind of have one, but we're going to have a dope vibe when we come back. And like I said, it's just going to be, we just hitting it, hitting the ground running when we come back. So be ready for us. We're going to watch out and be, again, the new moniker is D-Nice. <laughs> okay, Miss D-Nice. So... So whenever that whenever that day is, y'all let me know. You know what I'm saying? Also, I want to thank you for coming on Look at Talk Bless and Look at Talk with your presence. You definitely brought some diamonds today, you know what I'm saying? That are gonna last forever. You got the room shine, you got the podcast shining, shining, shining bright like a diamond. You got this thing shining today. So I definitely appreciate it. 
Oh, uh, look, your intro and your outro. I'm, I'm going to put that in my intro. My, <laughs> when I come back, I'm going to have Victor on there speaking for me. <laughs> Hey, we can work that out. We, we can work that out. You know what I'm saying? But again, like I said, whenever you're ready to have me on your podcast, I'm I'm trying to, like I tell all of them, I might be in Florida, but I'm just a damn away. I actually hope you take me up on it. You know what I'm saying? Because other, other podcasters, you know what I'm saying? They'll come on, you know what I'm saying? But then I don't be hearing from them. I'm like, come on now. Nope. I have a list. And I that's why I like doing these recorded shows. I have a list of all you people that have said, oh, I'm coming on. Look. I'm calling you. <laughs> I'm gonna be hit. I speed dial, whatever, email, some kind of notification. Hey, y'all, it's time. Y'all ready? Come on. So hey. you on my list now. <laughs> and it's all recorded. right. Hey, go ahead and put me at the top of the list because I'll be ready. You know what I'm saying? All right. I, I'm gonna remember that. All right, y'all. And thank y'all for listening to this episode of Look at Talk. You know what I'm saying? I thank you all for appreciating the, the Halloween special that I did for y'all. You know what I'm saying? What you got? This is the last of three episodes, three consecutive episodes you got. So I appreciate it whether you listen. So Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Go ahead and follow the podcast if you haven't done so already. And also follow the Diamond Lounge as well as well on Instagram as well. Until the next time, ladies and gentlemen, keep it pulled up. And we will see you next time. Without this thing, deuces, y'all.